G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Tuesday rolls around and on a Tuesday we always like to get insights into what's happening in Israel today. Of course we often talk about the Judeo history of Christianity, those Hebrew roots of the Christian faith. And because the Bible is filled with so much prophetic fulfillment up to Christ and then on to the end of the age, it's good to be able to look at those issues that are going on in the nation of Israel today. Ron Ross has been across some of the items that have been breaking as news overnight. He's back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with one where we know that there's been all sorts of unrest. In some sense, it continues, but a little bit of extra unrest of recent times uh, in Israel with Palestinians on the borders. But Palestinian Islamic Jihad reportedly planning an attack on Israel. What's the story here? Yeah, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad terror group is preparing a significant terrorist attack to undermine the ceasefire Uh, between Israel and Hamas, according to a report late yesterday. According to that report, uh, security forces deployed along the Gaza security fence have noticed unusual activity by the group's military wing, leading security officials to believe that the group might be planning a rocket barrage or breaching of the security fence in coming hours or days. Islamic Jihad has denied the report, saying that there's no truth to these uh, reports. From time to time, Israel tries to create confusion in the Palestinian area, but these attempts will fail. The Palestinian Islamic Jihad, uh, the second largest group in the Gaza Strip after Hamas, has been assessed by military intelligence as a factor increasing the risk of an escalation in the blockaded coastal enclave since it's not under the direct control of Hamas and acts independently for its own interests. The group is believed to be behind the last rocket barrage towards Israel on Saturday night when five rockets were fired towards southern Israel and uh, after a relatively non-violent day, when some 40,000 Palestinians rioted along the security uh, peace-marking land day. Now, it's interesting that the Israel Defence Forces noted how quiet the protests were, uh, because previously the Palestinian authorities had promoted a million-man march, and in the IDF estimation, 40,000 came a long way short. It is a long way short. Let's turn our attention to the south, uh, to Egypt, and uh, Egypt has sentenced 18 people to life in prison for Islamic State ties. What's the story here, Ron? Yeah, an Egyptian court has sentenced 18 suspected militants to life in prison for allegedly forming a terror cell affiliated with the Islamic State group. Remember, the Muslim Brotherhood came out of Egypt. The Cairo Criminal Court on Saturday 
sentenced another 12 to 10 to 15 years on charges that include plotting attacks on the country's Christian minority in the Mediterranean city of Alexandria, assaulting security forces and disrupting public order. All sentences are subject to appeal. Egypt has been battling Islamic militants for years, but the insurgency gained strength after the 2013 military overthrow of a freely elected but divisive Islamist president. Since then, courts have held mass trials and sentenced hundreds of people to death. Hey Ron, let's stay with Egypt for a few moments in so far as the Egypt president, because uh, US President Donald Trump is going to be meeting with Egypt's General Sisi at the White House on the eve of the Israeli elections. How does that story unfold? Yeah, that's very interesting because this morning a poll came out and said uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is the strong leader in polls uh, to win the election. Egyptian President Abdel Fattah Sisi will arrive at the White House on April 9 for his second meeting with Donald Trump. According to a White House press release, the two leaders will discuss strengthening the strategic partnership between the United States and Egypt and building on a robust military, economic and counter-terrorism cooperation. Trump and Sisi will also discuss developments and shared priorities in the region including enhancing regional economic integration and addressing ongoing conflicts and Egypt's long-standing role as a linchpin of regional stability, the White House statement said. Ron, let's turn our attention to some stories that have some archaeological base. And when we talk archaeology, we're often talking about those things that have been uncovered that show in-depth insight into biblical times. Now, a Jerusalem suburb from the time of Jesus has been revealed. Yeah, new building construction in Israel often yields ancient treasures. And that's the case in the Jerusalem neighborhood of Sharafat. Israeli archaeologists uncovered a Jewish village from around the time of Jesus in this Jerusalem Arab neighborhood as part of what's called a salvage excavation, an excavation conducted while preparing the site for a new elementary school. The most spectacular find here is a grand burial site, said archaeologist Yaakov Bidig, who is leading the excavations at the site on behalf of the Israel Antiquities Authority. Today the area is inside Jerusalem. 2,000 years ago it would have been likely a suburb of Jerusalem. The burial estate starts from a stepped long corridor going under a bridge like an overpass into a courtyard with a bench on one side and a bench on the other, Billig explained. Then from there upwards there was a covered barrel entrance to the burial cave and from there onwards is the underground burial cave. Billig said the burial estate tells a lot about its owners and has been very worthwhile to study. Another discovery too, the world's longest salt cave has been found in biblical Israel. This is amazing. Israel researchers discovered the world's longest salt cave, Malam Cave, in the Dead Sea's Mount Sodom area, measuring 10 kilometres long. An international expedition led by the Hebrew University of Jerusalem's research centre uh, uh, discovered 
about 80 caves from nine countries, and they re- uh, recently completed mapping the longest one. 30 years ago, when we surveyed Mellon, we used tape measures and compasses, said Professor Frankham, director of the CRC. Now we have laser technology, uh, laser technology that beams measurements right to our iPhones. This technology helped the team to determine the cave's record-breaking double-digit length. Geologically speaking, salt caves are living things, according to an explanatory released by Hebrew University. When it does rain, water rushes down cracks. What gets very exciting about this, Mount Sodom is named after a location mentioned in the book of Genesis, describing how Lot's wife became a pillar of salt after she looked back. Yes, Lot's wife turned to a pillar of salt and uh, in the vicinity of this salt cave. Uh, There's another one too, Ron, to draw attention to, a 2,600-year-old archaeological find in Jerusalem has a biblical name inscribed on it. What's the story here? An artefact bearing the name of an aid to the biblical Israelite king Josiah was found in Jerusalem, uh, reported yesterday. A bulla, a piece of clay used to bind documents together, bears the name of Nathan Melech, servant of the king, uh, Dr. Anat Mendel Geberich of the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, uh, reported. It's found, Nathan Melech is found in 2 Kings 23.11 and is identified there as an aide to King Josiah who ruled Judea during the First Temple period. Although it's not possible to determine with complete certainty that the Nathan Millick who was mentioned in the Bible was in fact the owner of this stamp, the archaeologist said it's impossible to ignore some of the details that link them together. Wonderful story and uh, very exciting. And uh, really a valuable thing to revisit the story of Josiah, given that he is the child king, and then uh, the discovery of the tucked away in the back room somewhere uh, scrolls that had the law on them, and uh, he brought those back to life, and uh, the nation began to flourish under his kingship. Uh, Powerful story, that story of Josiah. It's just great getting your insights once again, Ron. Appreciate them, and thank you so much for being with us on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.